Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Are you in fashion? Fashion. Did you see what she's wearing for Tom's shoes? I'm Sonia Sly. My heels are killing me. Um, but I was told I have a backstage pass. You will need to get the right pass to get behind me, Pam. Look, I'm I need sorry. to go. Code red, code red, code. We have a situation. I'm taking you inside the fashion industry to discuss trends, the reality behind the glamour, and the highs and lows of a fast-paced industry that never stops. Hi, how are you? So, are you actually married? No. No. So you're designing these dream dresses for everyone else. (laughs) I mean, is it on the cards for you? Definitely one day. What would your dream dress be, and would you be designing it yourself? Yes, I would definitely design it myself. I think it'd be like an off-the-shoulder, like sexy. In the words of Beyonce, if you like it, then you better put a ring on it. And when that ring lands on that finger, it's got to go with an incredible dress. While I might already be married, there's nothing like seeing brides walk down the runway during New Zealand Fashion Week in sumptuous gowns, from mermaid to trumpet silhouettes, a silk sheath with a low-slung back, or a modern A-line with the most delicate hand beading. Or how about a tuxedo pantsuit or lace separates? Today there are so many options for brides in an incredibly competitive industry, which according to designer Trish Peng shows no sign of slowing down anytime soon. Trish is based in LA and New Zealand, and for Trish, bridal wear is all about creating show-stopping gowns. Well, I kind of fell into it, so I knew when I was seven that I wanted to be a designer. That's very young. Um, yeah, very young. Yeah. And, you know, my parents were like, what about a, you know, lawyer, doctor? And I was like, nope. And they were like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so I, I was blessed that they were very supportive. Trish studied at Whitecliffe College and has been designing bridal wear for around six years, but she says officially three and a half. It's not bad for a designer who's already made headlines on the Daily Mail. I did my first fashion show launched in 2012 at Stony Ridge Vineyard on Waiheke. I started building a little clientele doing custom dresses, you know, cocktail, ball dresses, and then from there, naturally bridal. And it's been incredible, like this market. It's never, it's not affected by the economy, you know, people are always getting married. It's the best industry and people spend whatever they want on their wedding dress or wedding day. Because today, it's about topping your friend's dress or even their entire wedding, which means... Their budgets are getting bigger, um, they want more dresses, they want detachable dresses. Right. Ready to wear, did that just not fit with you? I did a ready to wear line as well. I did about four seasons of it and I, you know, targeted the corporate you know, woman, day to night, accessible price point, but I also had bridal. And so my mentor was like, what are you doing? You know, you're charging, you know, you know, this price point, then this price point, and you have to sell about 50 units and you just accumulate stock. So we just flagged that ready to wear line. So last year at New Zealand Fashion Week, you had the most incredible red 
gown with the longest train I have seen in my life. (laughs) Like, how long was it? It was uh, 25 meters long. You know, I I designed it to to make a statement because it was the finale of the New Zealand wedding show. And so we thought, you know what, let's just go big or go home. And uh, we did it red because my background is Chinese. And that's good luck. It's good luck, prosperity and whatnot. And so a lot of Chinese women do get married in a red dress as well. And so we thought, you know what, let's do it. And then next minute, apparently it broke a world record and then it turned up on the Daily Mail. So, I mean, it was incredible. Not what we, you know, anticipated. I mean, I remember actually then the day that I saw it, because it was so long, as the model was going, you know, made her way backstage, it actually got caught in some of the kind of decorations that were, do you remember that? Was that kind of a scary moment for you? Yeah, well, I couldn't even see anything from behind, but we had had quite a few dress rehearsals. (laughs) We had um, all the the male models kind of walking the dress around as well. Yeah, Yeah, that was incredibly (laughs) visual, you know. I guess the train almost became like the red carpet. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. After it appeared on the Daily Mail, did you get any orders for that particular dress? Um, a lot happened? of Chinese um, clients came through wanting red dresses, but obviously not that long because it's just not practical. Yeah. <laughs> and then knowing that you were Chinese as well, did that was yeah. that the selling point for them? I think so too, yeah. What are some of the challenges of being in the industry that you've seen over the, the past six years? I mean, obviously, like you say, there's a growth. Yeah. There's a growing market. I mean, wedding... It's huge, isn't it? Like, huge, yeah. The market, like I mean, with magazines com- and... Yeah, I mean, it's sorts. competitive um, for the dress, dress-wise, because a bride only chooses one dress for their big day, and so it's kind of just showing them the point of difference. And so what we offer is more the personalised experience for each bride, where I literally sketch their dream dress in front of them at every consultation. Is that right? That's incredible. You know, they can choose a current design I have, they can mix and match, or usually I I sketch their dream dress, yeah. So how many um, dresses will you have as part of a collection each season? So I kind of design eight to ten designs. Um, But being based in LA and New Zealand, Trish caters to two completely different markets. You've got the New Zealand bride who's very, you you know, simple, classic... Um, not a lot of poof, you know, they don't like a lot of A-line poof, princess <laughs> style. Um, but the American brides just want, want it. They want yeah, to look they like want a pavlova. Really, that works for them. Yeah, they try just one-up their friend. How, do you, how has it been, like, you know, targeting the market over there? I mean, obviously being based there probably helps as well, but, you know, as a New Zealand designer over there, yeah. what are the benefits for you? New Zealand clients are made in Auckland and American clients are made in LA. We've got two different workrooms. They just love the fact that I'm a New Zealander, especially when I talk, they're like, whoa, oh my God, oh my God, can you just keep talking? Where's this accent coming from? Yeah. <laughs> but they just love that point of difference. They do like the New Zealand style as well. I'm coming in with my aesthetic as well as trying to cater to their market. With the market over there, do you feel like you've, I mean, is it about tapping into kind of like the celebrity clientele? It, yeah, so it definitely is uh, tapping into that celebrity clientele over there and and that's why we still maintain our evening gowns. So it's 90% bridal, 10% evening, just because we don't have enough events here. Over there, it's about... 60% bride, 40% uh, evening. We got really lucky. We we created Brittany Daniels' uh, wedding dress. So she was off White Chicks, which is my favourite movie. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen um, it. Uh, what is it? Sweet Valley High, jo- like Joe Dirt. So what was great is that like we um, had a 
feature in People magazine, and, and People did a whole video series on it as well, step by step, the process of the whole dress, wow. the wedding, and then she ended up inviting me to her wedding, and so I helped her get ready that morning. Oh, it's just so special. You know, has that opened up other opportunities for styling and stuff as well? Like, yeah, yeah. Her networks have now then you know become yours. Yeah, oh. and so and then people who open the People magazine then have have inquired and yeah we're getting some momentum from that how hard is that to, to get your gowns in any of the like bridal publications because I guess that's really important because each season brides are looking to those as reference as well I think it's important but also Pinterest that that's the biggest tool nowadays is it yeah okay. every bride like you know back in the day they would have a little bridal book and they'd stick everything and collage everything but now it's just like I'm a pin it in my Pinterest board <laughs> unlimited ideas right Right. Yeah. So you would have a Trish Ping um, Pinterest. Pinterest. Yeah. Okay. And just and hopefully just get pinned a lot. What mm. do you think your marketing strategy was? I mean, were you kind of like hyper conscious of what that was when you started out? Yeah, I mean, it, I'm, I'm still learning every day and, and especially, you know, I just learned how to run a business in New Zealand, let alone in America. So I'm still learning, but I'm, New Zealand Fashion Week really helps because we, you know, it's a show. And so we just kind of think outside the box. That's right. Staying true to her penchant for a good challenge and designing memorable gowns, this year Trish created a dress made entirely of fresh flowers. It's probably the only time you'll find a wedding dress on the chiller to stop it from, you know, dying. This dress had a lifespan of about, hmm, three days. It took around four people to dress the model on the day of the New Zealand Fashion Week show, and the creation took... Over 100 hours, yeah. Oh, we yeah. had painstaking. About 10, 10 people involved with the creation of the gown because we had to make it the day before the fashion show. That's just nuts. You know, usually want to you know do five hours on it and come back the next day, but because the flowers don't last, we had to just do a whole like 11 day. Where did that idea come from? Firstly, I wanted to see if I could top last year's dress. Does that make Trish a glutton for punishment? Or a designer willing to push your own creative boundaries? Or both? FYI, the flowers were hand-glued onto the dress. Talk about labour-intensive. I know, it's gobsmacking. Secondly, my new collection's inspired by flowers and their feminine form. So I had, um, like, every dress is named after a flower, like the lily, the flora. I was like, hmm... What can I do? And so Lily and Louie, my PR agency, they look after NFPG, the National Flower Promotion Group. And so they then uh, came on board and we did a collaboration. How many types of flowers were there in that dress? About 11 different types. And did you know exactly what types of flowers you were going to use? Or was it just a, give me what you have and we'll just work with it? I kind of had a sketch in mind and I showed them my inspiration. I wanted little little types of flowers in the bodice because you don't want bulk in the body or the butt because it was like a nice type mermaid dress. They sourced all the flowers but they're all seasonal because it's winter. And so they found, yeah, all these different types and I just let them do their thing. Yeah, that was incredible. So how long, I mean, and what would the dress look like now? Have you had to remove the flowers or what do you do with uh, it? It's, it's st- stored in the chiller. <laughs> it's still there. Uh, it's still alive. Would you expect that you would, you know, 
be replicating that dress for someone one day? Like maybe one of your I celebrity would be clients? Totally or? open to it because I mean a wedding day is one day. The dress lasts three days. <laughs> but if you were to sit down like for the dinner, would you be crushing some of those buds? You probably would, but you know, we could always like cut up a little um, split in the back so she just opens it up and sits down. You know, when it took over a hundred hours to do those flowers, how do you handle the stress? My first fashion show, I had, I had to make 16 outfits or something, and I was sewing all night, day and night, My, you know, and I was at breaking point, you know, and I was 20 at the time, and I was oh, like, God. oh, this is so stressful. But my parents say now it's like my stress and my tolerance level for for that type of stress is quite high now. Like, I, I just think there's a solution for everything, so you just need to work out you know, the solution. I mean, obviously you have a very strong aesthetic. You know exactly what you want to do. You're creating those show-stopping guns, but have you always been, you know, thinking really hard about, you know, what will set me apart from others in the industry in New Zealand? And if so, for you, what is that? The other, the other stores, you go in and, and it's more, they stock other designers, you purchase a standard size, and then alterations are additional. And so sometimes alterations can be the same price as the dress. And so what we offer is kind of the whole package. It's like you come in, it's the experience, you know, you get the champagne, you get the goodie bag. We create this gorgeous goodie box for them to take home. And I just sketch their dream dress, you know, try on different styles. At the end of the day, they get a full custom dress, three to five fittings included, and we do a mock-up as well. I'm on call for each bride, you know, on their big day. One bride, she got, she sat on lipstick while she was wearing a dress, whilst getting ready. That must have been a nightmare. What do I do? And we're like, we're like, go buy, you know, that sad soap. Then, then rub it. There are high seasons and low seasons. Mm. I mean, how how tricky and challenging does it get for you and what kind of pressures are you under it was seasonal but now brides are getting married in in winter time you know working with the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere i'm actually just constantly um dealing with brides yeah. <laughs> like how many brides at the moment have you got on the go I, oh my gosh i couldn't even count what are some other trends that are coming through in bridal wear like you know how, and how does off you know off the runway how does that inform designs and bridal wear because I noticed this year at New Zealand Fashion Week there were a lot of kind of like say sort of crop top and skirt kind of ensembles rather than you know just giving that versatility Mm. Uh, the biggest trend is the whole detachable skirt so you get the two-in-one dress those who can't decide if they want the a-line or the nice fitted style then they uh, go for the detachable skirt and then a lot of brides are also going for blush color color dresses do yeah. you feel like there are any rules to how you design like and, and look forward, you know, in terms of like, season? I always try and be timeless with my bridal collections or even with brides. Like if they're like, Oh, I want like a bell sleeve, I'm like, Do you actually want that? Mm. <laughs> and so they're like, Oh yeah, actually good call. So your general design process, like mm. when you're designing a collection, you'll have an inspiration point of inspiration yeah okay. yeah and then uh it's it's just more to show my aesthetic as a designer and then from there i design actually for each bride in the same way that ready to wear designers do collabs with shoe designers or artists or accessories designers trish has the opportunity to do collabs too this one incorporates the wedding tradition of something blue i 
collabed with Miramore. So these earrings that I have on now, in the back we have a little sapphire diamond. These are detachable. Eventually I want to have my own kind of accessory line, you know, shoe line. Just like the next Vera Wang, really. Right, okay. Have you <laughs> met her at all? No, I would love to. So, you know how ready-to-wear looks are often copied as soon as they hit the runway? Well, Trish says she's lucky because she doesn't tend to experience that a lot, but it has happened. Yes. Okay, but so what was so, it and when did that happen? Well, it's so difficult because, like, every silhouette has been, has, has been created before. It's just how you tweak it with different laces and whatnot. But, yeah, I'll be like, um, I'm pretty sure that's, like, similar to, like, my uh, other dress that I did two years ago. That's just the nature of this industry. And there's nothing you can do? There's nothing you can do. I mean, you trademark your logo, you trademark your brand. I mean, how similar was it? Or what were the differences between your dress and... Um, just, like, really similar, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Come and was it by another designer like... or was it someone yeah. who had something custom? Yeah, another designer. You know, you could have filed a suit against them, surely. Yeah, but it's just not worth it, you know. You've just got to be one-up them next time, you know. Be be ahead of the game. What advice would you give to someone who was looking to enter, you know, the bridal industry? As a designer? Yeah. I would say to get as much experience as possible, because I basically only had one year out of university where I was, you know, interning, and then I kind of just went straight into it. So I'm still learning every day, whereas I think work for a bridal company for maybe two years, take every opportunity and being at the right place at the right time, but also just you know networking and meeting people, surrounding yourself around the best positive people as well. So what's next on the cards for you, I mean, other than like having an accessories line? We're growing into the, the wholesale market, so with the collections that I design because I'm, I'm capped at how many bespoke dresses and clients I can see a year and so from there we grow like Vera Wang does where she's stocked in different boutiques around the world with the, the little collection that I create our plan is maybe New York Bridal Fashion Week next You've been listening to My Heels Are Killing Me, presented and produced by me, Sonia Sly and engineered by William Saunders This podcast is also available on iTunes and Spotify and now on Stitcher too. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can also check out a host of other great podcasts on the RNZ series and podcast page, including the recent episode of The Science of Vitamin C. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.